campers and welcome to the camp of cult tonight as always we have it's tyler hello and hey it's laney all right terror from the skies a comet has crash landed into crescent cove will the citizens survive the killer clowns from outer space this where are they from outer space this 80s uh they're from mars uh <laughs> this 80s classic is the only film produced written directed and kind of starring the kyoto brothers these brothers are known for their for being practical effects masters in the industry their works include critters robocop elf and team america world police growing up on b movies from the 50s and 60s the kyoto brothers spent their childhood and early teens recreating scenes from their favorite films these early home videos help make them help made them proficient in puppetry costumes and makeup and stop animation killer clowns from outer space is not only an homage to b movies of yesteryear it is a showcase of their work with practical effects that have gained a cult following for over three generations and tonight we're gonna roast them all right let's go uh so this movie i think it planted something in my brain when i saw it for the first time as a child because I'm watching the opening scene and one of the first characters that comes on screen, like the tall, lanky, white guy with glasses and blonde hair, uh, just reminded me of all of my ex-boyfriends. And I, so I think this movie had much more of an impact on me than I originally anticipated. Yeah. But yeah, he was really cute. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I agree. And that's actually uh, Christopher Titus. He is single. So and he's he's still looking good in his uh in his 40s so uh, i'll determine that one but he has <laughs> to have the red glasses on for sure oh for sure they make it um yeah i really so there's like a lot to break down from this movie um don't go into this movie uh with any you know with like focusing on any kind of like subplot or symbolism it is just for shits and giggles. Like this film is just for shits and giggles, and I love every minute of it. Um, I'm really impressed with uh, with just the practical effects overall, because they took not only did they take forever, but I feel like practical effects are just kind of like lost as an art form in the in in like uh, modern movies and modern film, which is a critique I feel like a lot of people can agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, does anyone want to elaborate on? Yeah, I think, like you said, this is not art house cinema. You're not going, don't go into this movie expecting something profound. If you're looking for something profound, look at the artistry and appreciate the artistry of the the costuming, the creature creation, the set design, art design. This is a great example of why art design and design on a film is so important. Because without the creatures looking the way they do without the props, without the sets, without the spaceship set. This doesn't become a, this, this movie is not known. This is a very well-known movie. If you say killer clowns from outer space, one great title, great <laughs> title. It says everything. The original title was just going to be killer clowns. And they decided that with the outer space part, it really added some oomph to it. I definitely agree. Yeah. Cause they're from outer space where are they from they're from outer space these are killer clowns I, I think they're from outer space from wait outer space. that's why wait are movie is you definitely wait, get are, everything are they that from you... outer space outer space <laughs> yeah they're from outer space oh, okay. they're not from inner space no not inner space okay both. i was just they're not from inside of me 
and they're killers, I love this right? movie because you just get like exactly everything you ask for. You ask for killer clowns. You ask for them to be from outer space, and that's what they deliver. And they deliver it <laughs> in the most campy, extraordinary way that I could imagine. I was, yeah. I think this movie is hilariously entertaining, and I think it's genuinely funny and not funny in a bad way. I think the one-liners in this, as well as the way they play on the tropes of dumb cops, you know, because fuck the police, and the way they play on, like, horny teenage boys who are played by, like, 40-year-old actors, <laughs> yeah. I think it's all great. If you thought Dear Evan Hansen had oh my problematic God. casting teens, oh my uh, God. don't take a look at these I'm so the Terenzi glad. brothers. <laughs> I'm glad you said it and I didn't. Um, I, yeah, Lainey, whenever you had this as your choice for, for this week, uh, I, I was really excited because whenever I like, whenever I had the idea of doing like a podcast or any kind of like content around cult cinema, Killer Clowns is up there because, um, like so many people, like people who saw this movie in the eighties, they showed it to their kids and their kids showed it to their kids. And what I like about it is that the clowns and everything in it, uh, they're tangible. Like that's what kind of puts you in into that element. It's like you can you can touch that. You can it can touch you. Like it's uh it's very like lifelike and it helps. I feel like with practical effects to that level, it's easier for the audience to identify with something that they know that they can physically see and touch. Uh, and it also kind of mm -hmm. helps put the actors in that element because now they're able to physically interact with their environment. And the amount of detail that went into the 10-foot-tall rubber clown costumes, uh, the popcorn guns, which were like, what, $7,000 a piece to make. Mm -hmm. And um, just like the minute they, they, they pulled out all the stops. They did stop animation or stop motion animation. They did um, some like minor like visual, like, uh, you know, CGI effects. They did... Um, costumes they did puppetry they did marionettes uh just everything that you can imagine and they the whole point of it was for for shits and it was a labor of love movie compared to all the other films that they worked on and in their interviews they talk about how they've never had to direct they've never had to act which some of them play the actual killer clowns they never they've never had to write anything they've always just kind of made you know fun like little little props and like little little creatures and so this was just something that was like a labor of love they were hoping to have more help from the studios and they were hoping to have uh, a whole franchise but unfortunately we only have the one movie um there was talks of killer clowns uh, return of killer clowns or killer clowns 2 and it be uh you know have all the practical effects but also be 3d and sadly, that got dropped. But I, I will always wait for that movie. <laughs> um, we'll be right here waiting with you. Right. But uh, do we want to talk about some of our favorite scenes and some of our favorite characters? Because there's a lot. There's a lot to Yeah. To uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to mention the fact that I love that Killer Clowns has kind of gone somewhere that no other movie, even after it or before it, has ever gone. And it actually personifies the concept of a clown because we know a clown as a guy in a suit you know there's something underneath something very natural organic human inside of a clown despite it being a scary concept but killer clowns from outer space is very specific with its descriptions and its synopsis and states these are not clowns these are aliens 
from outer space that look like clowns. So there's no such thing as removing their costume, pulling a Scooby-Doo on them, taking off the mask and finding the person underneath. It's like, this is genuinely a 10 foot tall fucking alien and he's scary as shit and he's going to actually eat you. And I think it's kind of crazy. And I think it, it really brings to life like one of the most common fears that humanity has. Um, that makes little to no sense because clowns in essence aren't real. They're a costume. But in Killer Clowns, they are real. And I just love that. No, I completely agree. I think that the baseline fear of the clown sort of plays into two aspects of of the human personality, especially like the fear section of the personality, which is it looks vaguely enough human, but it's not naturally occurring. So we can recognize Mm -hmm. it, but also there's this sort of... It's the reason like zombies are so terrifying. It's because we know what that, we know like all the things that play into that. We understand that as being human or human-like. So we understand like what it should be feeling. And the same thing with, uh, with clowns and the fact that it's that perversion of the human. And this has the double fear of what's another thing we fucking, that terrifies everybody because we don't understand it. It's the entire concept of extraterrestrials, of aliens, and also of an alien that, uh, not only are they 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 seemingly more intelligent than us, they have better weaponry than us. They're physically already stronger than us and more intimidating and more durable. But uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, they're evil. No, and they're actually genuinely fucking unstoppable. They seem to like acquire new powers as the movie goes along that are like supernatural. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like what they have telepathy super strength um and then they just kind of like bend the laws of like time space and yeah. physics yeah, and i and i like, like the shadow the, puppetry yeah. scene and i like the fact because like, you're talking about how we pretty much have like a fear of the uncanny mm-hmm, you know yeah. things that are that are similar but we know are different and so that's typically where the fear of clowns come from and then you ma- uh you match that with uh the fear of like outer space and uh what alien extraterrestrial life the thing is we don't know what aliens look like we have this genuine like we have this like general idea that uh like you know like little gray men or little green men but we don't know what aliens could look look like so they could look like anything so they could easily be giant clown monsters Let's fucking hope not. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the it, it's the to me out of all the aliens in media, this one might be one of the more terrifying ones. Yeah. Because outside of just a idea of oh, this looks scary because it's it's inhuman or it's grotesque in a way. Or it just has like an imposing like like pr- the the predator aliens, uh, xenomorphs from Alien. They're scary because they have that 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 organically that organic oddity to them, mm-hmm. where they're just mm-hmm. things where they're not really humanoid. I guess the predators are, but they're not really humanoid. They're strange. They cut an imposing figure because of their their sort of just inhumanness mm-hmm. that 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 foreignness about them uh killer clowns are scary because they are so close to looking like humans 
but also like the the things about them the are absurdity. so unsettling. The the cheeks of them, their smiles, the fact they still have like vaguely human teeth. It does feel like that weird. It's almost like the entire kind of like Promethean where it's like, oh, we we birth the children oh, of God. Earth. It's like, oh, no. no. What if we have clown daddies? <laughs> <laughs> no. I kind of wondered that whenever they had um, Debbie, they put Debbie in the balloon and they had a whole bunch of other balloons. Like, what if like on top of eating humans, they're collecting them for breeding purposes? Because I don't know what's worse, getting eaten by an alien clown or getting railed by an alien clown <laughs> well looking into the killer clown the clown verse <laughs> uh trying to f the, looking into the killer clown cinematic universe i've discovered their reproduction process starts with the popcorn so when they zap these humans and turn them into popcorn they're essentially reproducing so i don't think that the clowns adhere the normal natural laws of reproduction um, because it doesn't sound sexual or asexual it's um you are human and now you're popcorn and when you mature you will turn into an alien which to me sounds perfect like uh if that's how we had kids i would have like 20 of them right now um i do i do but yes the, the aspect the reproduction process starts with popcorn they go from popcorn to like weird snake like clown things to then we didn't see maybe the the middle ground things but we just it, it's assumed that they just keep going until they eventually become these fucking Did monstrosities. Did anyone notice like the little uh I guess parody that whenever they had the girl in the necklace open up the door and it's the pizza man but the pizza man's a whole bunch of clowns. Yeah, and she's kind of like, "Oh, pizza." Yes. And then like, oh, Shorty pizza. pops out of the pizza box. Yeah, it's like, "Come on. No." <laughs> this this is a very you can tell this movie is a labor of love and that it was made to sort of it is a parody and an homage to the the 1950s B movies like The Blob. Mm -hmm. And this movie does take, released about three years after uh, Return of the Living Dead, which to me, you the the resurrection of the B-movie in the 80s comes down to two real films, which is The Blob remake. You can consider it a sequel, but The Blob remake and Return of the Living Dead, where they both take the baseline idea, one an alien movie, the other a zombie movie. Mm -hmm. They take the baseline idea, they take aspects of it, they utilize almost all the aspects of it, all these tropes that have been established and build these sort of B-movie cinematic language. But then they take these new aspects and they build something almost, not necessarily better, but new out of it because they sort of lean into the comedic aspects of the genre that weren't necessarily a part of the genre, but become a part of it because it's such an absurd thing. B-movies are so much fun to watch because of the absurd factor of it. This movie is fun to it's fun to watch and to listen to and to just absorb because it's a bunch of idiotic people being sadistically murdered and eaten by massive killer clown alien monstrosities that turn them into popcorn, which are their babies, and cotton candy cocoon soup. I mean, it's pretty like 
Well, when you put it like that, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. It's, it's just absurd. <laughs> I'm in. And that's why this movie works. And it I, works because it's and, absurd. Um, yeah, say less. And like one thing that we kind of mentioned in our trial run is that uh, the whole point of this movie is that it doesn't make sense. Like it is just there for shits and giggles. It's there for laughs. And Lainey brought up a really good point. Not every film needs to have some grandiose like symbolism to it. It doesn't need to be anything doesn't need to have like a whole bunch of like subplots. It doesn't need to have anything. It can just be an enjoyable movie. And I think that's what's great. I brought that up in the last yeah. take. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is a great example of film cinema as escapism. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is a thing we sort of we we seem to have lost in a way. We still have it with the blockbuster. But the, to me, the blockbuster as escapism and the more classical escapist films, the sort of like the screwball comedies, the B movies, the movies that were. Yeah, you don't need to think. Yeah, they're just mm-hmm. we made something novel that people can kill time with and they can enjoy. And I think another aspect of this, which does play into the B movies. Well, the B movie was a drive in movie. It was you were going to see like two movies in a night. You're going to be hanging out with friends or a date. And it was this almost social experience, which again, watching that I've watched this movie with a group and with by myself and way better in a group setting because yeah. you get to interact with other people and because mm-hmm. you when it's just you're watching it for the absurdity of it. It's still fine. It's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. But that group aspect of it makes it so much more enjoyable to be there with someone. Are there uh, any tropes in particular you all want to talk about? Because I'm pretty sure they put all the... Oh, there's... If you have a <laughs> an, a B-movie trope, it's in there. Uh, there's so many good... Ones I would want to touch on, I love the trope of friends, especially enemies turned into friends. they like for, friends by fire, friends forged mm-hmm. in the fire trope. Because Mike, who is our... Technically, we have a deuterogonous system here. We have two protagonists, which are Mike and Dave. Mm -hmm. Mike being the original love or the love interest of Debbie, who they are, are two characters. We are originally sort of attached to and we're okay. These are our protagonists. And then we have Dave, who is the, the quote unquote, good cop, the cop who like understands like how to be a cop. He's not just a jaded cock hole for lack of a better term, which Mm -hmm. is Mooney in this film, the bitter man, but Dave is actually the ex of Debbie, and so after our protagonists, they Mike and Debbie, they get exposed to the killer clowns. They discover these aliens. They discover that they mean harm. They realize, oh, they're eating people. They go to the police station because Debbie used to date Dave. Dave's a cop. He'll listen to me. And then Debbie, then they Debbie's made to go home, and so it's just the two males. And originally they hate each other. But then at the end of the movie, we see them hugging each other, holding on to each other for dear life. Oh, the life final thruple, yes. Because they've been through, they're like they've been through like Vietnam together. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if I, I think this was more intense. <laughs> yeah, this than Vietnam, is way probably. more intense than Vietnam. I feel like most people would have rather dealt with. Nobody in uh, in the Vietnam War was ten hey, feet listen, tall. Hey, listen, those those documents have not been declassified yet. It could be <laughs> that's the secret. Weapon. That's why the Viet Cong won. Well, I like that because Dave like makes a point uh, of like, oh, I guess uh, I guess Debbie wants laughs over stability. And my thing is, when was Mike ever funny in this movie, other than his really <laughs> terrible impersonation of an Indian chief? Mike is actually trying, the most racist portrayal. <laughs> Mike is trying so hard to, to get laid. Like, yeah, he he's, is he's throwing his ass off. the kitchen sink 
at it. It is so hard for me to like grasp the concept that these actors are playing people like our age or younger because they genuinely look probably almost as old as my parents and they're like I want to see some boobies. This Where are the boobies thing, at? Though, people did just look way older. If you want to have a laugh, go and look at like like old sports archival footage of like NFL players in the 60s. They're like this is uh Joe Gary, he's a tight end. He is forty. He is. Uh, he's actually twenty-seven, and they look, look like forty-nine. 40. They're like no hair, balding, <laughs> grizzled, and it's like, oh wow, this is what like living in a better society will do. This is what healthcare, better medical care will do for you. But yet, it is funny though. I don't know if our hair is better because they now. they we have yeah. Maybe we look really old, and we just we we just feel like teenagers because only, we never. Yeah, the only characters who look. I think it's because we stopped putting lead in our food. Probably. Yeah, that, that does <laughs> make sense. The leaded gasoline, it's all the greatest conspiracy. No, uh, but I, I do think it, that is accurate, though, because there's one point in the very beginning when they're all like the makeout point where when they first see the starship, which we, we, we know later to be the starship, crawl, like fly past them, and Debbie wants to go look at it. And Mike is like, no, let's not go look at it. He's like, I just want to get laid. And let's finish goes, our champagne. Yeah, let's finish our champagne. Like, I was champagne. a drunk teenager once. Don't tell my parents. I was a drunk teenager once, and I never. never was, <laughs> I don't drink champagne now, and I'm a college graduate. Oh my gosh, the Terenzi brothers. And it's also such a weird thing to drink at night. Champagne's definitely like a brunch it's drink so, or like a it's celebration so weird, drink. Like, He's celebrating that he might get laid. It's that is true. It's a weird. It's a very weird, like outside of. A mimosa <laughs> or New Year's, like this this small town. And I is love them. the the ice cream. The ice oh cream brothers the coming up and offering them ice cream <laughs> while they get while they bone. And I'm like, dude, I if somebody offered me an ice cream sandwich when I was about to get nasty, I would appreciate it so much. <laughs> That's like the least. Like you I would do. be so happy. I, I would be too, actually. Yeah, like if we if we finished up, we high five. You hand me an ice cream sandwich, like I'll I'll get down on one knee. Like I'm fucking. Down. I love that these two dumb shit. Okay, I will say this: almost every character in this movie is a fucking idiot. These uh, brothers are—they're oh, all absolutely are imbeciles on a different level. They're, I wish I could be that stupid. They are so dumb. Things they're, are peace. But they, they, you know, I would love, you can see the wheels turning in them the entire time. I love that their plan to get laid is, you know, there's some bigger gals around here. What if we just got an ice cream truck? Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then they do have two big girls and they're like, we're not it stupid. Works. Like, we're not fucking stupid. I don't know why you're talking shit. It, they got the girls in their ice cream truck. It is truck. true. Yeah, and those girls did what they should have done. And how many girls do you have in your <laughs> ice cream truck, Tyler? It's just me. Only just when me. I put on the wig, there's a lady there. <laughs> I do love... The, speaking of one-liners in this movie and the brothers, there is one one-liner that I didn't actually... For me to legitimately laugh out loud for a one-liner... Like sometimes you'll get mostly you'll get like a cackle at me because I don't like ruin the moment and like miss something. There's a one liner where near the end of the movie where we have the the two brothers and Mike and Dave going into the spaceship to rescue Debbie. And it's very near the end, and they're trying to escape after we see the big bad, which is another thing. I loved the the reveal of Oh God! There's a fucking bigger one. Clownzilla. Yeah, Clownzilla. Fuck that. And oh, there's a 25 foot fucking monster clown. Great, but we have them. We got to get out of here. 
And the the one brother goes, we can't leave this. It's a rental. And that moment <laughs> ruined me. I just love, because it's such a true line. It's such, I don't own this. I can't pay the insurance on this. That's followed a, by. Some shit that you would say. Followed by the truck literally being thrown against a spaceship and exploding. It's so And they perfect. somehow miraculously survive. They weren't supposed to. Yeah. Death screenings, they, uh, that's another trope, but the, the Disney death, the, there's no way these characters survived it. But they hid in the behold, ice cream. They made it. We hid in the freezer, which is, that's like, I love, that's yeah. up there with the. I love how they're called killer clowns, but in reality, they, they, their kill count's not that well, high. I mean, if like, you considered like the people dying the minute they get into the cocoon. The cocoon, the, the. Well, for like the main characters, at least we don't. Yeah, lose their on-screen kill count is pretty low. The only like actual character they kill is Mooney, technically speaking. Oh my god! Can we? Okay, so going into scenes that had a great impact on us, um, the whole clown versus Mooney scene was so well done. But the creepiest shit out of anything, actually, no, I think that's the creepiest part. The girl almost getting kidnapped by the clown was probably like, all right, that's pretty, that's ah, that's some John Wayne Gacy shit that I don't feel comfortable the with. The small child almost getting. John Wayne Gacy was gay. He was gay. He was, I don't think he was in a kidnapper. They show the massive fucking cartoonish mallet behind him. He was going to fucking smash her brains in. Oh my in. gosh. And that's another thing with this He's movie. And the mom didn't notice that there was a 10 foot clown trying to lure her child away. Okay, it plays a the dumbest people in the ent- <laughs> nobody in this movie there is one person who has like an understandable reaction to seeing a fucking monstrosity like that showing up and it was the pharmacist and he it's just, just <laughs> 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 like the whole time I'm like yeah that's how i would react and there's only two scenarios either he he already watched like 15 of his customers be- to get turned into cotton candy soup or he's just he's just so baffled that they're just ruining his store I think it's like a little bit of like, what the fuck do I do? But uh, back to the Mooney scene, I love like how the clown was pretty much mocking Mooney, but it was in a way where it's like, oh, he's like really toying with this guy, and Mooney's just being a dick. Like he's just being an absolute asshole, like over the top authority figure. Um, I really wish Shane was here to give a Marxist input on that, but because <laughs> I'm pretty, it's there, it's there. Um, it's but. There. Uh, his wheels will be turning. Whenever by Dave now. shows up and you just see like the bowling pin shoe outprints, and he like goes into the desk and he sees Mooney getting propped up like a human puppet, and this clown is talking, like doing like a whole ventriloquist act of, "Don't worry, Dave, we're just here to kill you." That just that that killed it for me because then right after he says that he just like throws Mooney's body and just rips out his arm and it's just nothing but just blood and guts just being smacked on the floor like that's when it becomes like true horror because like all the gags all like all the fun like little puppet shows and out of all the deaths that one was like the most sinister because we saw like we kind of grew an attachment to Mooney and even though he was an asshole we really liked him and he got what was coming to him, but that was like a fate worse than death scenario. They could have just killed him, but no, let's just make him into some weird jigsaw prototype. Yeah, I think it's important too because I would consider that 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 sequence, that scene, to be sort of the entering the third act, where it's sort of like well, this is like the all hope is lost moment. Because 
also we have it becomes more of a traditional horror movie at that point where oh we have like the dark lighting the, the like the aftermath sequence which this film did very well is like not really showing like a lot of the things occurring with the bigger moments of like we, we see oh like when they they come across the cars and nobody's there but we see like the glasses and things like that of the victims but this point where we, we see two of the two cellmates who were there from the beginning of the movie and we see them like cocooned and being like melted into soup and then we see the the thing with Mooney where and the line is very important where the 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 clown baddie delivers don't worry Dave we're just here to kill you the there's a sadistic bend mm-hmm. a sadistic bent to these clowns to these creatures these aliens not only have interstellar travel they not only are pretty much invincible they possess high levels of technology also they like to toy with their prey which is very 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 scary they don't even eat mooney they just used him as a toy they just just enjoyed yeah they just enjoyed fucking around with him and to Mm -hmm. using him to frighten another individual i also uh, really like the scene with the shadow puppets i thought that was just like uh, just overall just well done and well shot and I wish there was some kind of behind the scenes footage explaining how they did the I know I know they used stopped stop motion and you know they used stop motion but just like the different puppets uh, the clown the puppets eating the people or the shadow puppets eating the people I thought that was like I thought that was that Such was creative pretty idea. cool yeah. this creative. so creative and that's why I feel like yeah, we don't need we don't need to go any deeper into the plot or into the narrative or what the clowns are and why they're there, because just like, oh, the, the just the creativity like from the cotton candy spider webs in the in the jeep, the abandoned mm-hmm. jeep where poor Red Glasses mm-hmm. is completely toast. The not toast cotton candy. The scene where like they go to drink. Like with like the silly straw into the that was the candy. worst part of the movie. That was so. That's what did it for you. Uh, yeah. That was I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's just the it's one the most elaborate. I want to drink it. I want to drink the goop. I bet it tastes really good. It looked really good. I think this this movie was probably, I think an artistic masterpiece in the fact that it really displayed the director's creativity and the writer's creativity, um, through costume design, set design. Just everything that they do in this movie, there you can tell there's so much thought put into it for a movie that isn't meant to be anything other than what it tells you it is. And I really appreciate that. It's like, look, I'm not going to tell you where these clowns came from other than outer space. I'm not going to tell you what they're doing other than killing people. You don't need to know anything else other than that. Look at their costumes. You can tell that so much attention to detail was put into them. They're all individual mm-hmm. and unique. The ideas that they had for these clowns parading around town and having fun, like when they pretend to be an animatronic gorilla or whatever, yes. so that people don't recognize them when they're walking in the store. It's, just, it's these really small tune touches that they add to this movie that I think really sets it on the next level for a B film because there's so much attention to detail. And I'm kind of you know over film culture nowadays every they're like you know everything has to have meaning this pendant on this ring 
is symbolic mm-hmm. of the month that her mother was born. It's like, yes, all of that is very nice. It's very thoughtful. But like sometimes I just want to watch clowns kill people for the hell of it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be something on a greater scope. It doesn't have to do anything with the downfall of capitalism. It doesn't have to do anything about a greater theme like loss. It's literally just go in there, you get balls deep. They're killing people. <laughs> they're being creative about it. I... I love it. I think it's I'm fun. so glad you chose I, this film. Mm-hmm. For an hour and a half when I watch a movie. Because sometimes I really don't want to sit there with a notepad and a piece like a piece of paper and a pen and have to like organize my thoughts just to comprehend a movie. I work, I'm a hard worker, I'm tired. I like this movie. Brain dead movie. But it still gives you more than you think it will. I, I couldn't have I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so do we want to get into any more of um, like the clownzilla, the the pies melting people? I think I think something important to touch on is outside of just the sheer creativity of, like you said, the turn. <laughs> the I love the point where they do melt the they melt an amusement park security guard with acidic pies, and then afterwards, Shorty, the little runt clown who's probably the evilest one if we're being honest uh, <laughs> he puts on the little cherry on top yeah. as they walk inside and then when the brothers show up everybody shows up the brothers they he goes ah oh, it looks like it's like it looks like melted ice cream and then Dave goes it's not ice cream and you see the shot of the man's skeleton hand and everybody's like oh yeah, I forgot we're dealing with these fucking like they're like they're like weird. They're, oh, I forgot. We have an invasion like, right now. They're like if Spirit Halloween were possessed by like a demonic entity. And it's like, okay, what can we do with all these stupid little gadgets and gags and make them into horrific, terrifying things? They make popcorn evil. Yep. Oh my gosh, little snake popcorn monsters. Yeah, little snake popcorn baby monsters. Oh my gosh. And then um Oh man, I was gonna I was gonna bring up something. I totally lost my train of thought. Um, so we talk about popcorn monsters, giant clownzilla, which really looks like, it looks like King Kong. Like now that I think about it, it looks like old 1930s King Kong where you can like see like the strings and the puppetry. Um, oh God, that was such a good sequence. I did like how they, that's another, that's that entire sequence is another example of these creatures were in control the entire time. Like, we haven't touched upon their weakness, but their weakness that is exposed in the police station scene is if you destroy their nose, they pretty much evaporate. They're immediately killed. And it's shown to be highly effective, which is utilized in the tail end of the of the of the feature with Dave just blasting the shit out of like fifteen of them. But the final sequence where everyone's cornered in this sort of main hub of the spaceship, the aliens have ranged weapons this entire time. They have their cotton candy gun and like their popcorn gun, but they choose to go after them with like these goofy, like cartoonish, like nail bats. Yeah. And there's like 27 of them. <laughs> and to me, that explains, yeah, they, these are like creepy, sadistic motherfuckers that they're like, oh, we want to wail on these bags of soon to be soup meat. And yeah. then the brothers come in, and as they use their microphone system to sort of call out and sort of like stop the clowns which it seemingly works but then when you get the the big reveal of oh 
their leaders awake now and they all just disperse, which is the scariest shit. When when already <laughs> terrifying things have you cornered and just stop and then leave, you're 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 primed. We've been primed by so much media, whether it be video games, TV, the Skyrim enemy music. Yeah, it's, it's like the final it's like oh, yeah. there we have the big bad now. Like this is, this is we <laughs> we thought these these were the main villains. Nope, there's a bigger one. These are ten foot clowns. They have a twenty five foot clown who also the other clowns sort of seem to be more intelligent in a way. They sort of toy with their victims. This one just it fucking it starts wailing on an ice cream truck like a fucking like a toddler, <laughs> and it just picks it up and just a himbo throws clown. it. Uh, fun it, it's fact: horrifying. they damaged two rental vehicles. I'm and not one shocked. Of the, one of them was the ice cream. I'm truck. so proud <laughs> of them. them was, the other one was the jeep that was covered in webbing. I think it like turned it pink or something. Yeah, that tells me. I imagine <laughs> the owners of the rental ice cream truck to actually be those two ice cream boys in that real life. That makes complete sense. That's I, great. And they they get it back and they're like, "How are we supposed to see both?" <laughs> Now. Oh, can we talk about the clown ladies and their inflatable? Oh my god, tits! Oh my god! I mean, god, sorry, inflatable, so inflatable tits. I'm, I'm doing, I'm pulling a summer. <laughs> Hands down, like favorite. Would part that of be thirty three point three percent better than real tits or fifty <laughs> percent better? He's not here. I had to make. I'm a joke. so happy Shane's not I... here. <laughs> um, what is the math? <laughs> I love like the juvenile like. This movie is about killer clowns, but we also have the juvenile aspect of like these young. I don't even want to call them kids. They're like the thirty. They're all thirty or like maybe thirty-five. <laughs> they're, they're, they're men. They're grown men who probably have a four hundred one k portraying like nineteen-year-old boys, right? Yeah. So just but bear with me. They have the same thought process. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not much changes. Possibly much changes. <laughs> when uh, Mike comes requesting help from the ice cream boys and. They they aren't convinced to help him until he tells them that Debbie has two roommates that are hot and they have big boobs, and so then it parallels with the ice cream boys on the killer clown spaceship being approached by two of the female clowns. Which I don't want to put any kind of binary on the clowns, but it appears that most of them are masculine presenting for the most of the film. It's the same <laughs> we have two clown with pers- wigs on them. And they just have the inflatable titties. And then the boobies start growing. What's even worse is that whenever they escape. But to the boys, they're feminine presenting clowns. What's uh, what what makes it even uh, more fun is that whenever they escape the lady clowns, they're covered in red lipstick kisses. Which one can infer that they gigantic fucking kiss marks. Which one can one can infer that uh, there was some snoo snoo. There's gonna be. They went down to. They went down and pounding. <laughs> There's gonna be. They went, they went down to pound and clown town. There are gonna be two clown very Italian-looking clowns down on to that clown spaceship. And pound town. They're down to clown and pound town. Wait, down. Oh. They're down to clown and pound town, or they went down to clown town. Well, to that pound. is the, the title of this episode. <laughs> you know, oh my god. Down to pound and clown town. <laughs> oh, I'm writing I that think, down. Yeah. You the, laugh. That's getting on. That's on I a T-shirt. That's the, merch. I think the best that's merch. We're missing the best moment in this part is we. You had that moment where it's like, oh fuck, these guys are gonna die. They're about to be turned into fucking popcorn and and fucking slurped up. But then the, the one of the brothers goes, "You guys, Debbie's roommates," <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> Just the amount of that you are in the middle of like a a rescue mission, 
where you have. W- We're in like the climax we have of the witnesses. Well, I mean, it, there's definitely a climax happening. Oh, it's it's coming. <laughs> it is a coming. <laughs> it is coming. <laughs> and like in the middle of this nightmare scenario, it's well, those are some big titties. You know, I got a rental <laughs> van right back. You know how much money I could make to on OnlyFans if I had inflatable tits with if you were toys? an inflatable fair, alien I titty? probably would have also been distracted by inflatable clown titties <laughs> because I I looked. I don't know about you guys, but I looked. Yeah, it, but I looked respectfully. But yes, I was looking at that manner of, are those tits inflating? They were looking at the manner of, oh, they get bigger? Yeah. Oh, you guys, are, I, I bet... They must be European. The European roommates. <laughs> European roommates. Newfangled technology. <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay. Uh, do we want to see? Let's see. Um, so the spaceship, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> looks like what would happen if Tim Burton experienced serotonin, or took some form of acid. If Tim Burton took a Zoloft, <laughs> he would have built this set. It, it definitely does. It has that. It's gr- it's. I love it. It's it's just surrealist in the perfect kind of way. It does look. It maintains so much of its, uh, of just like classic, like like, uh, just big circus tent vibe. Mm-hmm. But then it has those like weird touches of sci-fi to it. With like even like with its like roping being like uh, like electrified. I loved the farmer too. Uh, this, this thing's wired. Pooh bear. Just just for Pooh Bear. Just as for Pooh Bear. That was the dumbest opening sequence. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> oh, shut up. I loved it. R.I.P. Pooh Bear. I think it really drew me into it the did. movie they because the dog in the first act. It reminds me of Shane in like thirty years. <laughs> re- thirty or ten. Honestly, he's not aging too hot. We're gonna <laughs> give that a, a oh solid God. fifteen. No. Uh no comment. That's Shane now, honestly. Just yeah. at least personality wise. He just needs a dog named oh, Pooh Bear. Pooh oh, Pooh Bear. You probably Pooh would Bear. have a dog named I, Pooh Bear. I just loved the farmer's rage. I love how the farmer's like, it's Hailey's Comet. And then gets He's get laid the it in our backyard. <laughs> There's going to be Taurus. I love that he was so entranced by a random pop up circus in the middle of the night. Like, in what world is it a good idea to walk into a circus tent that appeared in the middle of I the forest? I wouldn't, in the middle of I wouldn't the be in night. a circus tent to begin with. Every one of these gullible motherfuckers. There must there is an like a Avon representative who fucking cleaned house in Crescent Cove because these are the most go- these people are in the middle of this man literally just had his dog kidnapped and the moment he sees a clown, whoa, it's a clown and then he just get fucking fucking murked. Like, you give me back my Pooh Bear. Bob, like that that was righteous fear. Every right there. Every one of these motherfuckers is the dumbest individual I have seen in also, film. Also, why are there only two cops in the entire in the entire department? Like, where is everybody else? <laughs> what? How many cops go out on a weekend? Well, to be fair, They're off on a weekend. The way this town is set up, I don't think they've thought of crime. No, I think that was their way of getting around the fact that they couldn't afford any more actors because they spent so much money on popcorn guns. To be fair, that is very. <laughs> it, was, it was an actual <laughs> cop out. <laughs> <laughs> it was an actual cop out. Um, you might, they maybe got some tax write offs on the popcorn guns. Dude, Who they knows? were seven thousand dollars each just for the popcorn guns, and I couldn't find how much uh, like the overall cost of the film was. But I'm I'm expecting it was it was pretty it was pretty pricey. You know, we have to make people melt. You have to turn people into goo. You have you know, fucking cotton candy out the ass. 
Like, how much money do they spend? Honestly, Fucking give me, like, three tabs of acid. <laughs> that's the, that's the subline. Give me three tabs of acid and a $20 bill, and I'll remake this film right I now. I love how, in my thought process of... The $20 bill is for Coke. They When they blow... <laughs> Just when above they, in between scenes. When they blow up... I'm imagining when they blew up the rental van, they just had, like, the explosive guy, Pyro, blow it up. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, yeah, we got another tape. Where's the van? He went, wait, hold up, what? <laughs> You we know, they were, take? They they were the actually one? saying it's on, a um, rental. They were saying on uh, Team America, <laughs> World Police, uh, how there was a couple of times where Trey and Matt wanted them to blow up like a whole like miniature set, and they're like, "Well, wait, 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 wait. We still have like a couple more uses out of this puppet. Like, let's not blow up everything now. We can blow it up later." And they're like, "No, we want to do it." <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, because that would be something Matt Stone and Trey Parker would want to do. I'll just build another one. Just build another These one. Are Five thousand dollars a piece. Here's the check. Don't worry, we went to corporate. Do you think all the popcorn that was on set got eaten, or like I what think happened it's still to it? there. It it's still in Santa Cruz. Somewhere? It's still it's still it's in still Santa there Cruz. to There's this no day. Way. There's no way. I, I want to know how much cotton candy residue or cotton candy like webbing is left. Just somewhere in the ether. Oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> I this movie had such good quotes. There were so many. I yes. loved, uh, I wrote a few down. One that made me laugh legitimately was when, because uh, it's before we, we we really know like why they're shooting popcorn guns at these people. And it's like tracking popcorn. And Debbie, it, it, it hits our main characters as they're escaping the ship. And Debbie goes, why popcorn? And Mike goes, because they're clowns, which is literally just the point <laughs> of the movie. It literally explains every why moment of this think, film. Debbie? They're clowns. They're dumb fucking. Bitch, so, uh, so dumb bitch Debbie. She's got a lot on her plate because now she's got two dudes fighting over her, which is the battle of the himbos. Because none of them are really that smart. They're just really good looking. This is an ideal situation. I know. I'm really jealous. That's why I think it's funny how like at like the ending scene, it's like her and Mike, and then it's just Dave, and then Dave kisses her on the head, and she just kind of like looks at him, like looks up at him, like what? And I'm like, ah, yes, the thruple. There's no way. <laughs> just, it's like the final thruple. If I had t- two men vying to save me from clowns at the same... First of all, I would choose the clowns. Uh, just putting that yeah. out there. Turned the, me justifiable. Second of all... Justifiable. <laughs> second of all, two men fighting? Hot. Yeah. Right off the bat. Uh, I want to see them fight. I want it to be over me. I want to be the center of attention. And also, I want these clowns to want me too. I think Debbie was really like our golden girl here i I think she did everything she did nothing (laughs) she did nothing and all she she just had to be hot she she showed up served cunt and got saved that's going on my tombstone (laughs) show up served cunt got Got saved saved. that man fought in world war (laughs) three no i 100 percent served cut in world war III. i loved her outfit so much and which is weird because like it was like long johns right like a two-piece long john with like some weird khaki like overall dress and i loved it i was like i don't know what this outfit is and i love it it just looks like you just were swaddled in clothing that were like three times your size and you just ran with it and red shag she was great green eyeshadow orange lipstick she was perfect like Mm-hmm. She was clearly yeah. dressed by a man. <laughs> that was definitely the the hottest character in this movie, other than Shorty. Shorty, yeah, Shorty I, was, I, I, Shorty was Shorty. I love. There's one moment in this movie because at first, 
the like Mike doesn't know that Dave and Debbie were like a couple. And then when they're riding to go and uh, drop off Debbie back to her house so they can go investigate the spaceship, Mike is just stuck in the back seat like a child. And to me, and he like they're, as they're arguing, he has like several close-ups where he's like, "Oh God, why am I here?" And to me, that it that was like the perfect example of being an audience member watching a horror movie where almost every character is just completely inept. Like they're just yeah. like wandering in to be murdered. Yeah. And oh, I loved that representation mm-hmm. of it. I don't know if it was purposeful, but it was such a good thing of like, oh, just stop arguing. They're clowns <laughs> in the hills turning people into fucking candy. And y'all want to argue about, yeah, your love life. <laughs> your shitty love life at that. Yeah, I guess Debbie wanted, uh, preferred laughs over stability. When was Mike funny? I think I already mentioned that. But, oh, no, but- to be fair, uh, Mike was pretty funny when he said, boobs. Big boobs. <laughs> She's got two beautiful roommates and they got... Big boobs. Big boobs. boobs. Now I think okay, this movie they're so again going back to the going back to the one liners again. They're 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 so good. I it love. It just makes my twelve year old brain happy. I also love when the cop says, "You don't need the police. You need a psychiatrist." No, it's so oh, good. I also love when Mooney like says the title. Oh, killer clowns Clown, from outer from space. space. It's like, oh, he said the title. He literally in the movie. Ate, he ate up his lines and spat them out. Like, oh, he, he had... was chewing scenery. The I'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't actively like eating a microphone at he one was, point. He was just, his line, every line that he did was so spot on. And he's his like whole like typecasting is that he plays really like annoying uh, authority fit, like oh, just super hot headed, quick tempered. Uh, authority figures huh, because he played he played Dean Warmer in Animal House which I would love to talk about on this show because Animal House is hilarious but he plays just an asshole just an asshole in authority and I love it <laughs> and I, lo- I love it I mean maybe maybe that's the political undertones you know we have we have this younger generation that sees all this absurd shit going on and the, everyone like the older generation that's in charge doesn't want to listen to us or believe us yeah, I did I think the political undertone is that cops or clowns are anti-cop. And I really resonate <laughs> with that. Like when Jumbo showed up to the police station and squirted Mooney with the flower flower that had the water in it, it just screamed The just sheer fuckery that occurred in the police. Okay, listen, that entire sequence where right before what Laney just said occurs, we see it's after Dave is like, okay, listen, they're not lying. People have been people have been murdered. There are creatures out here killing people. And Mooney goes, you're not going to get me. And then he slides a cigar and watches the like <laughs> line, like the phone lines going off the hook. He's he's everyone's telling him there are clowns, people are getting killed. And he's like, not gonna get me, kid, and just starts smoking a cigar, and then is uh, <laughs> brutally murdered. I'd say it was a uh, it was a a correct. If that doesn't speak to all the old white-haired fucks in uh, Congress right now. I don't know what does. It's like, hey, everything that you're doing is wrong. You need to stop. And la, then next la, thing la, you know, la, they're la, getting la, used... La, la. Next thing you know, they're getting turned into puppets by alien space clowns. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I'll run on the ticket. 
This this was this was a warning. This movie was a warning. Okay. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think. Let me look at the notes. I did. I did love one note from Shane. Poor Shane couldn't be here tonight because he is feeling ill. Yeah. But I one of the. And it is one of the immediate things you notice in this movie is how the fuck do people not just freak the fuck out when seeing these? Again, these are not like, in my opinion, like, I think clowns can be cute. They're like, some of them can be scary, but like, most times I have a very neutral reaction. These things are fucking creepy looking. Like, they have weird, like, their smiles are too big. They got, they're bulbous. Like, if I saw this thing in public, if I saw this thing in public, I would be petrified. Oh, I think we would all collectively shit ourselves. I think I would walk up and give him a kiss. I mean, that's just me, though. Lainey's the most mentally disturbed of the group. But... <laughs> Lainey has no fear. Lainey, that is not Lainey would true. be like, that yo, can I get in on this? thing from the truth. It's like, yo, can I get on this? Yeah, I mean, like, look, if they're going to have a clown orgy on the circus space sh- spaceship, all I'm saying is that's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> You're trying to build memories. And who am I? You're trying to build memories. Ooh, who you am guys I to have up a little bit of pounding You guys have town. cotton candy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, the fact the aliens speak English, super creepy. Oh. Like, when when it's, yeah. when they show up to Debbie's house, like, in, in mass to kidnap Debbie, her. Debbie, it's Mike. And it's like, holy fuck. And she opens the door and is like on repeat from the clown's mouth. Super creepy. Then she goes to escape at the window and it's all the clowns and shorty and like, and like Halloween Can we talk about wait, hats. We, oh. we cannot get through this without talking about shorty's big scene when he's going up against the bike gang. That was a weird moment, but it was very funny. Oh my God. Like, yeah. first of all, uh, fuck him. Like, yes, I get it. It's a killer clown from outer space. Uh, but you don't fuck up his bike. Like, yeah. I know? love that they included so many, like, obvious, just, like, ripped clown noises when he tore up the bike. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shorty pops away and comes back with the boxing gloves. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like, so oh, what good. are you going to do? Knock my block <laughs> off? And it's, like, just clean, just right hook, just bah, and, like, just... And it lands beautiful, in the trash can. Yeah, Shorty's beautiful powerful. decapitation. Shorty is a mean motherfucker. Now, if we have a battle between like the power of like the lower level clowns that aren't like Clownzilla, like Shorty's at the ranks. Yeah, no, I definitely there. think Jumbo is the uh, like by far the most like Head evil. Hush. I feel like he was like the <laughs> he was the ringmaster. <laughs> Jumbo, yeah. Put my head in an oven later. <laughs> Jumbo is definitely like I. Lo- I do. Lo- I think it's Jumbo who like <laughs> when like Mike hits him with his car, and there's that shot of just like there's the one clown. It's like that really like classic like like rack focus shot where it goes from the clown's shoulder to the driveway, and the clown just sits up. That is so scary, Mm -hmm. but so goofy at the same time, because they do look so absurd. (laughs) Ooh, the balloon dog. Balloon dog moment was super creepy. So they had to to, um, use rubber for the balloon dog. Or no, they had to coat the balloon in latex to protect it from pine needles because it kept popping. And it actually was, that was one of the reasons why film got delayed. Because like the first two days they lost footage. They lost two days worth of footage. Yeah, because. In the first week. And and for people who haven't seen this movie. Over a balloon animal. For those who haven't seen this movie. Over a balloon animal. And then like a whole car scene that kept getting fucked up because of camera. And what we mean by balloon animal is because they're clowns and literally three quarters of this movie is. How can we get another clown gag in here? 
they're like, well, they're on the run. We got to catch them. And so they just make shift a balloon animal into like a bloodhound. And it takes off. <laughs> and, they're using it to, and it barks. But then Mike hits it with his car and I've never laughed harder. <laughs> Mike just like putting, which is another thing. Fucking hit. This was, back when there was like the a big clown scare a couple of years ago. I was like, there's murderous clowns. Hit him oh, with yeah. your fucking car. The whole clown thing of 2016 was a whole bunch of clowns <laughs> showing up. And it's like, oh, he's chasing me with a knife. Hit him with your car. Yeah. Fuck him up. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I watch a lot of horror movies. And I watch this movie This at a movie young age. is perfect training. You fucking shoot him in the face. Shoot him in the nose. And run him over with your car. Although, when they did, Mike freaking out after seeing the puppeteer the shadow puppet dinosaur eat the, the crowd and him freaking out, <laughs> yeah. taking the wheel. and the, the, That's initiative. <laughs> that's initiative. And then he, yeah, he they, just wrecks the car. But the clown does like just jump 50 feet in the air. And then Dave goes, what What you do? And Mike just goes, oh, sorry, man, I freaked out. Like immediately goes back to being calm. <laughs> oh, sorry, man, I freaked out. But like that's that would be my response. I'd be like, oh, shit. It's a valid it's response a, to yeah. murderous seven-foot clowns. Very like, valid. Like, yes, they're stupid, but also, like, some of their responses are, like, yeah, like, I, I would be freaking the fuck out if I just saw, like, something that my mind could not comprehend, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like a giant dinosaur puppet eating a crowd of people and then turning them into cotton candy. Like, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Let's just floor it. Floor the car. Just, just crash the car. <laughs> I do love, it's the, the part that killed me, though, is Dave, like, you could have killed us. And Mike just going, oh, sorry. <laughs> just Mike <laughs> just, like, immediately, like. Oh, I kind of freaked out, man. That's, so, like, honestly, yeah, that's... I kind of freaked. Maybe death is, like, the way to go in that situation. I do just love the... My bad. Yeah, my, my bad. bad. That is on the same level as... You Debbie's roommates? Is that... It's like... It does not correlate to the seriousness of the scenario. <laughs> these are space aliens meet, eating people. I want to meet these... Bro- I want to meet these guys so much... Be- so bad, because you know that they have the best sense of humor. Like... There's not that much backstory on them. Like, a lot you have to find out just from, like, reading articles or um, looking at, like, like interviews. There's only a couple of interviews, and they're all, like, I think, like, the latest interview that they had uh, was, um, like, 2013. So, like, they're pretty much just kind of, like, just doing their thing Mm -hmm. and not really in the public eye. You know, they seem to really have made, they made their magnum opus. And then they said, "Well, we got it done. Let's just go make go back to making." Uh, I mean, like, I think I think they movies. still I think they still want to do more. But I know they recently came out with the stop motion that's on Netflix, and it's about mm-hmm. aliens and Christmas. Interesting. Yeah. So Let's definitely have to check, check that, that out. out. I mean, I feel like to be fair, if I made a movie like this, spent probably every single penny I have on it, it came out as great as this. I would probably go ahead and end my career <laughs> and right there. Too. And like, we're I mean, done. what else do I have to what? do? Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, right. Made it. Like Finish. we just we just hey, and that's uh honestly that's probably why there hasn't been any uh kickoff for like a sequel cuz how would you make it? You don't need a sequel to this. You don't need a prequel to this. It's a very just like it, it I like movies that kind of hint at a sequel, which this one does a little mm-hmm. bit. It's like is it over and Mike's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And they get pies to the face. Then then they get the t- the pies to the face. Uh I do like hints of sequels, but having a little bit of cliffhanger. But again, this is a movie that, like you said, it, it ties a really neat bow. It's very short. It's very sweet. It's an easy watch. It has no extra fluff, really. Just everything is It's tight. It needs to be there. And then you start it. You finish it. Killer clowns. Mm-hmm. Everything is in it from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Killer clowns from outer space. The title says it all. The movie delivers on its premise. And I walked away 
happy I watched it. It's a fun little movie. I I uh, I, I think the first time, um, I watched this a couple years back, and then the first time I watched it with a group of people was when I showed it to you for mm-hmm. the first time. And uh, we were with Kelsey and Renee, and then I showed it to um, Celeste, and then I showed it to Tony. They loved it. I mean, it's just like, again, it's like the perfect film to kind of like, you know, to watch with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't watch this by myself. It's, it's a, a great, great group, group movie. movie. I will watch this movie by myself. and I'd go to I'll sleep to it. do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'd go to sleep to it. Yeah, I mean. Lainey, that's because you're I alone. Just... I kid, I kid, I kid. Okay, yeah, thanks for your murder. <laughs> I can't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an Etsy artist uh, to make you a stuffed uh, animal no. of one of these bastards for Christmas. Do yeah. it. Dude. I oh, my gosh. That. We can get you, like, a little am, uh, bobblehead. I mean, everybody who knows me knows I'm obsessed with clowns, and I collect clown mm-hmm. figurines, and I draw and paint clowns all the time. So, obviously, I was a little biased for this movie, but I think that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went the full mile of... Uh, Doing a little bit more makeup than I normally do. Mm-hmm. See, I think it went a little under this no, time. No, I think that looks about normal. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is summer's added, coffee okay, date guys, look. Okay, guys, you got me. I added lashes. Mm-hmm. That's like the big difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, although it's going to be really fun uh, watching this and seeing how many times I laugh and giggle and just having the fear. <laughs> the, the, me. The, the pure fear. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I'm so glad we did this one. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I feel like um, the fact that it's like, you know, like people who watch this in the 80s, they showed it to their kids and then they're showing it to their grandkids and now they're showing it to their great carrying kids. Like, I feel like this is going to really like stand the test of time. And it's also like, which is funny because it's not an art house film. It's not a neo it's like not a neo noir it's not french new wave it's not Definitely anything not. <laughs> maybe it could be maybe if it wasn't black and white it- this isn't french new wave <laughs> i was mistaken i think i need to I, I think i need to turn in, in my school. uh film studies degree um this isn't godard <laughs> this isn't french extreme no it's uh it's just great it's just camp it's just it's it's like a nice big bowl of popcorn sure you're gonna get some kernels in your teeth and you might have an issue with sodium in the future, but uh, it's uh, it's just great. Like I, I feel like there's just so much to kind of appreciate with this movie. Um, you heard it here first. This movie will give you type two diabetes. <laughs> it, honestly, with the amount of candy in it, yeah. I will say this made me uh, both not want to eat cotton candy and have an absurd craving I, for so cotton I almost, candy. So I almost, I almost bought went out and bought cotton candy while in clown paint and i thought maybe not the best idea and there's not any place you can get like good cotton candy so there was someone someone would have been in the back like it's happening <laughs> and waiting for this moment to be honest i do not like cotton candy oh, i love cotton candy. it's a very specific it's a fair crave it's one of those weird like fair slash carnival foods that the moment you step off the fairground immediately i, I don't candy. want this I almost so they have cotton candy makers for twenty bucks over at Party City, and I already have a popcorn maker, so I feel like, you know, Summer, are you a clown <laughs> like IRL? Oh, just wait till you get the van. You get a rental van. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think we could probably do uh, final thoughts. Yeah, soon. we can actually do final thoughts now. Um, final thoughts: If you haven't seen Killer Clowns. It is available on Amazon Prime 
$3.99 for rent, $14.99 to buy. No, this is not sponsored, but I will take your money, Jeffrey. So, <laughs> um, please go watch it, enjoy it, love it. And uh, hopefully, if we end up having the video store up and running, you can rent it out from the video store. Uh, knock on wood that Eric and Zach are able to kind of get that. Or Eric and Tim, or, or sorry, Eric. Who the fuck is Eric? Aaron and Tim. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, Aaron thing. and Tim. I think every time I think Tim, I think Tim and Eric. But uh, Aaron and Tim. Hopefully, they'll be able That's to fair. get it uh, up and running. Um, go watch it. Watch it with friends. Do a drinking. Do a drinking game with it. Do, do a whatever. drinking. Do a drinking. <laughs> do get a little drinking. Do a, drink. do a drinking. Maybe get some ice cream. Kiss a clown. Uh, maybe get some ice cream. Have Kiss some a clown. Popcorn. Get some inflatable have some cotton boobies. Candy. Whatever. Yeah, get some inflatable tits. They have those. You can get that at a sex shop. Don't ask me how I know that, but you can do that. That is possible. Summer is indeed Summer, we know exactly how you know that. Let me alone, guys. It's a hard life out here. Um, <laughs> but I absolutely love it. Donate to our Patreon. Yeah, donate to our Patreon oh. so that I can have real inflatable tits. <laughs> if that's a real toys. thing, that is so worth the money. You just have a little, like... Just like little pumps. Yeah. No, I need I need triple D's for this. Oh, like those those Nikes. Oh, like from little the air pump Nikes. Like you'd be like, yes, yes, moon shoes, but make it titties. Like <laughs> you just like you pump the nipples okay. and they keep growing, and then you just like twist the knob. We're starting and our patent. Play. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, let's write it down. Yeah, yeah this, this <laughs> the is audience happening. knows too actually, much. Actually, fund our Patreon to do a boob transplant from Tyler to Summer. Worth every penny. If you'd like to buy us equipment, if you'd like to get us a house, a five-bedroom house in L.A., donate to our Patreon. We also will be streaming on Twitch, so you can give us money there. A five-bedroom, five-bedroom Okay, we need $3.5 million. We are accepting uh, loan no, shark money. No, listeners, you're forgetting, no, listeners, like, I'm, I'm betting on $3.5 million. I'm betting on the house housing market to crash, so... That's the only thing that will save our generation. Even if it does crash, we need one point two million dollars. We're hoping for a massive depression. <laughs> it's gonna be like it's like one it's like one million for like a trailer. <laughs> we will settle for for Omaha, Nebraska. We will go dead center country. We'll live in a cornfield. You will not catch me fucking alive in Nebraska, in the state. Of, you know what? Sorry if you're in Nebraska and you're listening to this, but no, no, fuck they know. You. They know. They know. They know. Legit. <laughs> My favorite thing about Nebraska is the fact that the, the the university mascot for Nebraska is the corn husker. That is the saddest. <laughs> Their mascot is literally a husk I'm of going corn. To kill it is a husk of corn. I will kill myself. Genius state. This movie was great. This movie, again. I get it. There was a point in my life where I really wasn't super interested in campy cult movies. Again, still I kind of they're not exactly my cup of tea, but when I'm in the right mood for it, they fulfill a very specific need. And that need is to just watch something so damn goofy and just enjoyable and just like you said, it's brain shut off material. Mm -hmm. But it works. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You need that in your life. And again, yeah. highly recommend this movie if you're someone who is sort of just getting into cult films, I think this is a great jumping off point because it is, it, it's a late 80s movie. The effects still really hold up. The filmmaking itself isn't phenomenal. It's very uh, utilitarian, in my opinion, but that is, yeah. that is well made up for by the costuming and the creature design and the set design. They highly, 
they overperformed there to just perform in other areas, and it's highly effective. They play to their strength as filmmakers. So yeah, I highly recommend this movie. And we don't want to see this movie uh, shot on a red. No. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, we don't. I want. We I don't want to see this on see shitty, shot on <laughs> Like I want to see this on a nice grainy VHS. Yeah, I if you can get a VHS copy of this movie, highly recommend. It, it. is also available on Amazon Prime oh, for fifty dollars. Yeah. If you want to donate to our Patreon so that we can get this on VHS, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, we can either move Jesus. to LA in a multi-million-dollar mansion. Or you can buy us a VHS copy of this film. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you. Either way, we will be this. It will be the same feeling of elation. Yeah. <laughs> just, just you know. My final thoughts on Killer Clowns. I'm completely biased. I love clowns. I love camp. I love horror. Um, I love practical effects. So I put this movie in the ring. It's one of my favorites. Obviously, I will highly recommend it any day of the week. If you're unlucky enough to hang out with me for more than a couple of days, I might even make you watch it with me. So, closing thoughts. Go watch it if you haven't. I think it's really a stellar example of what a cult movie is supposed to be. Completely agree. Yeah, I love that. Well, you know what? I think we're just going to end it on that note. Thank you all so much for being a part of this. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We will be back next week with The Thing. Saucy. And uh, from there, we're either going to go thing. Night of the Creeps or Pumpkinhead. And I'm kind of leaning to Pumpkinhead, boys. Like, Ooh. Lainey, if you like this movie, you're going to love. I've seen oh, you have seen Pumpkinhead? Yeah. Yeah. She's, a, she's a scream queen. Yeah. Oh, you're a scream queen? Yeah. <laughs> I'm nothing, a gore whore. Nothing beats I'm just a boy. You're just a boy. I'm just a boy. I'm just a man. <laughs> just a little boy. Just, he needs no sympathy. I'm a little boy. I'm just a, I'm just a little boy. I'm a little man child. A little boy. I'm just here to. All right. I'm, I'm a little Nebraska. All right. I'm a little Good home night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Bye, Nebraska. Bye. We fucking hate you. All right. You. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.